Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're here to talk about a 105-year-old school in Piney Woods, Mississippi, that's been doing incredible work in education, closing the opportunity gap, and to be quite honest with you, changing the world. We're here with its new president, Will Crossley, who also happens to be an HGSE alum. Welcome to the EdCast. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. So, President Crossley, a quick question about the Piney Woods School for those who don't know. I think the model's fantastic and the history entrenched in its founding is wonderful. Do you mind sharing with the listeners? Sure, yeah. You know, the Piney Woods School, uh, we actually have, I think, uh, a fairly unique story. We were started 105 years ago uh, by a gentleman named Lawrence E. Jones, uh, who was educated in the North, uh, first African-American graduate from the uh, what's now the University of Iowa, came south and started this school to create an educational opportunity for students who wouldn't otherwise have had the financial uh, wherewithal to get an education. Um, not to mention, uh, we uh, educate African-American children 105 years ago in an environment that was hostile to African-Americans receiving a formal education, to say the least. And we have uh, continued uh, since that time in providing uh, education to uh, students without regard to uh, how much money their parents may earn uh, and and having some success in doing it uh, with many of our students um, attending uh, some of the top colleges and all of our students year over year uh, receiving admission into post-secondary institutions when they leave us. And President Crossley, you must be so incredibly proud to be a new president there, but correct me if I'm wrong, but you're also an alum from the Piney Woods School, too. Well, yeah, I think that's what makes uh, my role now uh, particularly uh, special, is that one of the things that we learned as students here uh, is that to whom much is given, much is expected in return, and... Uh, Dr. Jones, who started this institution, and now in the work that I do, um, we uh, think of ourselves as investing in people. Um, I've had a uh, very uh, kind of storied educational uh, and professional career uh, leaving this institution and then going on to the University of Chicago to uh, Harvard Graduate School of Education, where you are. Uh, after teaching, making my way through law school and then working uh, in the political space, uh, as well as the legal circles of Washington, D.C., serving as chief counsel to the Democratic National Committee, uh, ultimately at a presidential appointment with the U.S. Department of Education, and now having an opportunity to come back and invest in a place that gave me my start uh, from the streets of Chicago. Uh, and a start that you know my parents uh, would not have been able to pay for uh, if they had had to um, to fully fund my education. And so uh, I am sort of a living example that um, the experiment can work. Uh, and uh, if we um, invest in others, um, uh, hopefully um, someday there'll be another alum coming back to take the role that I now serve in. 
I'm sure you're noticing many potential candidates just around you on campus each day at the Piney Woods School. A lot of people interested in education leadership listen to this podcast, and you did mention you have quite the storied educational leadership track record uh, uh, coming from unique backgrounds, too, from, from the law profession. I'm curious how you kind of package up all those experiences and how those enable you to become a better president. Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked. Well, I, you know, I think I've certainly had a uh, a wealth of um, uh, diverse experiences, as I mentioned, both in the legal circles, but also in the um, in the educational uh, circles, um, both um, in my in my formalized education, uh, but also teaching uh, school um, in uh, Chicago. Teaching school in uh, in Georgia, then working in ed- educational policy. Um, I also spent time after law school, um, a teaching fellowship at Emory Law School, working on uh, legal issues affecting abused and neglected children, uh, and then uh, and then at the U.S. Department of Education, uh, my focus was on uh, civil rights. I was taking. A, a civil rights legal career that I had developed and packaging it together with the start of my career in education. And I think, um, you know, sort of brought me full circle uh, back to uh, what was sort of my initial passion uh, here in education. Now with a, uh, with a set of tools and a set of experiences uh, that would, you know, uh, that would allow us to, um, uh, to make a difference. Throughout the whole process, from education to law uh, to politics, I was always focused on how can I make a difference in the lives of others? How can I uh, change the world, if you will? Um, You mentioned we're changing the world. Our motto, change the world one student at a time. Uh, And so when I was recently there uh, in Cambridge and and saw uh, the banner, learn to change the world, I thought, oh, well, I'm exactly in the right place. And so that's that's really what's been driving me uh, since the start of my professional career. It's certainly nice to see all those connections. And, And talk a little bit about that experience that you had here at the Ed School. And of course, you know, if you don't mind, you were also a student of our current dean, Jim Ryan, too, in law school. I was, absolutely, uh, was uh, uh, Dean Ryan's student, and I uh, took a course from here, I think, um, every year in law school, sometimes more than one, and uh, his focus on uh, educational equity uh, and diversity uh, have um, uh, have been passions of mine uh, since I uh, left uh, Mississippi and went off uh, to University of Chicago for uh, for 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 undergrad and noticed uh, the inequities um, in educational opportunity and so um, and so um, was fortunate to be able to um, to study uh, with uh, with Dean uh, Ryan um, but I was there for. Uh, the independent schools uh, uh, professional development training uh, that uh, that occurred earlier this year uh, was an awesome opportunity to uh, consult with others uh, in the field who are doing independent training and to learn uh, about this role um, even uh, somewhat early um, in my uh, in my time here. Um, I you know I was particularly um, struck by, you know, um, the notion that independent schools play, and I think it's one that we've always played uh, here, uh, which is um, we, we have some opportunities and some, some leeway to do some things that may be more difficult um, in a public school setting. 
and in that way can begin to, um, I think, um, uh, set forth uh, some examples uh, that others might might look to. And so I, I hope that we can be very entrepreneurial and very innovative in the work that we do in a way that will benefit, eventually that will benefit uh, all kids. So if I give you a quick example, there, there are some things that we know that work, right? There are some um, professors there at, at, at Harvard, um, Ferguson and Fryer and others uh, who have done work on um, closing the achievement gap. And so we know some of the practices that work. And we are already here uh, beginning to put some of those in place and I think already beginning to see some results um, in terms of having higher expectations for kids in terms of more time on task and extended school days and in terms of investing in our human capital. And so we are currently uh, looking to bring on uh, additional members of our team um, in order to, to fully realize uh, the opportunities that, that, that sit before us here at Piney Woods. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about you know being able to take some of those best practices and put them to work. And, and certainly fantastic that you were able to come up and keep coming back to Harvard for both professional education institutions and um, and, and various ways to connect. A um, hundred years at Piney Woods, you're a new president, you've been in the job for not even uh, a year yet. Um, what's the next hundred years look like? If you're, if you're planning long term, where do you hope in a hundred years Piney Woods will be in, and what do you hope is, is your lasting legacy? Yeah, so I, I think in a hundred years we'll we'll be continuing to execute um, on 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 the the mission that that we have today, um, which is um, to provide uh, educational uh, opportunity um, to children, regardless of their uh, financial um, circumstances, regardless of their uh, financial uh, lot, the financial lot of their parents, and um, and I would hope that. You know, education will uh, continue to be that sort of grand equalizer uh, in our society, and that Piney Woods could continue to um, play a, a role in that. Uh, it has for me, as I've already described, and for so many others who have uh, gone to school here. And so I think that work is, you know, I think that work is, is bound uh, to continue uh, for some time. My hope is that in 100 years, um, we will just be doing more of it. We will have learned uh, how um, to do it even more perfectly, um, and um, and that that we will uh, continue um, to try to perfect it uh, through that time and to more people, uh, because I think the need, from my experience, both uh, in D.C. and as I've traveled around the country, as well as here now in the South, um, I think the need um, and the demand uh, far outstrips uh, the supply of those kinds of educational opportunities. Um, and so, so 100 years, um, I hope that we will have improved on our on our current um, on our current path, and that we will, you know, continue to uh, be continuing to execute uh, what I think is a is a unique and grand mission. President Crossley, last question: um, biggest unexpected difference not just in your experience the first time at Piney Woods to now, but coming from all your various backgrounds in the federal government um, and the law and the sort of legal field back to the sort of K-12 setting. Is it, you miss the hash browns and chicken nuggets and now you're getting to eat those every day with the students? 
Yes. I, well, um, uh, speaking of which, uh, I, I had uh, I had chicken nuggets for lunch today with the students. So, <laughs> so that's exactly what uh, that's exactly what we're doing. You know, I I, I think. Um, uh, I think this this has all been you know actually tremendously rewarding uh, to essentially be able to uh, use the tools that I developed uh, in order to uh, in order to give back. Um, I think that uh, perhaps the, the biggest surprise is that um, when you when you begin to do work in the in the policy level, um, I think people sometimes forget um, what it requires um, to complete this work in the trenches. And so uh, the sort of unexpected um, nature of every day when you work with children uh, is something that, uh, that that I've been readjusting to. And uh, the students make you adjust to that very quickly, and, and, and they have here. And, and um, um, but, but, but I'm pleased to have a, a kind of crash course at that um, so that we can look at, you know, how we succeed um, even uh, even in the face of, of, of those obstacles and more. Well, whether you're celebrating over 100 years, whether you're changing the world one student at a time or learning to change the world, you know you're in good company with President Will Crossley. Will, thank you very much for being on the EdCast. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. And where can people find out more about Pineywood School if they want to learn more? Oh, I'm glad you asked. We're at www.pineywoods.org. Uh, it's www.pineywoods.org, and uh, all of our contact information is there. Uh, we certainly encourage folks um, to, to check us out, and we have openings for students. Uh, and so if you know of a, of a promising uh, young individual, uh, send them our way. We'd love to consider whether uh, they would be uh, fit for the Pinewood School. Well, and they would have a great president. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening.